0: At the end of the day, it's all about the user experience. So the better you can make your content for your user, the better it's for everyone. So what we try to do is simply to pitch content that can make the other websites' user experience better.
1: You're listening to the Content 10x Podcast, where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods, and I'm here to help you maximise your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people, whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Amy Woods, and this is the Content 10x podcast. I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. It's a guest episode, and I speak with Alan Silvestri who is the founder and CEO of Growth Gorilla, where they help B2B SaaS companies promote their content to get publishers to link to it with really clever link building strategies. In this episode, we talk about what link building is and the benefits, also how to measure the authority and relevancy of your content. We discuss the best content for backlinking, how Alan and his team approach pitching, and also we discuss some game-changing examples from Alan for the cynics who are wondering what difference backlinking actually makes. It's a really important, informative conversation that could make a huge difference to the reach and ranking of your content. So without further ado, let's dive in. Alan, welcome to the Content 10x podcast. It's great to have you on.
0: Hi, Amy. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Now I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. We've got lots to talk about in the world of link building and SEO, but before we get started, I just, I wanted to ask you something. I'm reading your intro, your bio, and it says about being a huge Back to the Future fan. And it says that you have a DeLorean. Is that true or are you just winding me up here?
0: <laughs> no, that's definitely true. I have a DeLorean BMC12 and that's my daily driver car, which I use to go grocery shopping and everything.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> I'm a huge Back to the Future fan as well. I've seen replicas and things like that, but I've never really seen many DeLoreans. So I'm super yeah, impressed by yeah, that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mine is not like the full-time machine conversion. Like it doesn't have all the back to the Future stuff on it, but it's just a normal DeLorean. So yeah, it's cool. I'll have to visit sooner or later so we can go for a ride.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't have a flux capacitor in. We're not gonna Actually, going to Actually, yes, anywhere. I do have the flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah, no way.
0: Yeah, I just got that one. <laughs>
1: really looking forward to this conversation. I think you and I have really similar goals in terms of what we try and help people with and the clients that we work with, because it's all about making sure that all the hard work that goes into creating content is maximized and fully distributed. And whilst we focus a lot on the repurposing side of things, I know that you're really focusing on the link building and the SEO side of things, which is what I really want to talk about today. Could you just explain... I guess in quite a, like to, to quite the beginner standard. What do we mean by link building? So why is it important and, and what does it do?
0: Yeah. So essentially uh, like the way that I try to see the whole link building kind of game is more as a content promotion thing, right? So there's a lot of people that see backlinks as something that they need to do to buy or like game the Google algorithm. So for us, backlinks is essentially votes from different websites to our own website that tell Google that our page or website is important and that is relevant to the topic. So it needs to be pushed up in the rankings. Okay. So this is kind of like a very basic overview. That said, as I mentioned, we try to see backlinks as bridges between pages in the web, right? So the way that you see a bridge, it takes you from one point to the other. So this is the same way that we try to approach the link building game. So we try to build these bridges between pages in the web because it makes sense for these pages to be connected. So for us, the whole game and the whole goal of link building is that our clients have some amazing content that needs to get seen and linked to by other people. So our goal is simply to take this content and bring it in front of the right people so that they can enjoy the content, they can consume it, but they can also eventually link to a content because it's valuable and it makes sense for them.
1: So essentially, When you're producing content and publishing content on your website, the more links that you have leading back to that content from other sites, the more that Google and other search engines are going to see that as authoritative content.
0: Yeah. So that's the one aspect. So the quantity, like the more links your page or your website has from other pages on the web, but it's also a quality aspect that's very important. And actually nowadays, the quality, it's probably more important than the quantity. But yeah, it's these two things that always tend to go together.
1: And when you say the quality, when we're talking about the quality of the link to your content, are we talking about the how authoritative the site is and the quality of the site that links to your content?
0: So the main thing is, yes, the authority of the site, but also the authority of the page, right? So you should always take into account both of these things, the domain level metrics, domain level authority, but also the page level metrics and authority. So with metrics, what I'm talking about is things like domain rating from Moz or domain, sorry, domain rating from Ahrefs or domain authority from Moz. These are two different tools that people can use to measure the authority of these pages. So it's not exact science. Like all of these metrics essentially are things that these software tool can come up with to help you make decisions, but it's on it's not necessarily what Google uses to determine the authority of the page. So on that kind of front, it's always important to also take into account the relevancy of the specific page where your link is coming from. So the topic needs to be very relevant. It needs to make sense for them to link to you. And the second thing is that the links should always come from either pages or websites that have some kind of traffic, right? Because other Because otherwise it typically means that the page is like a fake page that's been built with the sole purpose of selling the backlinks. For us, the main things are the authority. So we can use the main rating, the main authority for this, the relevancy, but also the traffic that comes from these pages.
1: Okay. So you can go to the sites that you mentioned and run a bit of a sort of a test, can you, to get a ranking to tell you where it would score on those scales?
0: Yeah, so there's a variety of software where you can just input your site and they will tell you rating them an authority, the traffic and all of these sort of things that can help you make a better decisions when you work on your SEO strategy.
1: So when we're creating content for our websites and we're looking at link building, before we, I guess, even move on to like how you go about getting those links. What kind of content works best for link building? So what are those types of hosts or pages, so to speak, on your website that are the best for this?
0: So I would say the absolute best content that people typically create with the main purpose of acquiring backlinks is typically the digital PR creative kind of content, right? So either like research studies content that has some kind of data angle, or some unique, a different spin to it that might be interesting to journalists, right? So this kind of content that's very mentionable, maybe they have different quotes from experts, all of these like things can help to get, to make your content more linkable, let's say, but we try to approach the link building and the content promotion in more of a holistic way. So for us, clients should always be thinking about their content creation effort to be able to cover like the three stages of the funnel. So top, medium and bottom of the funnel. Once that's done, so it typically means that they have a a good content strategy. So we know that whatever page we promote and build links to within that funnel makes sense, right? Because the top of the funnel is good for acquiring new customers. The middle of the funnel is good to convince the customer that maybe are considering and the bottom is good to sell essentially. So once the clients that work with us, they have content that's across all three stages of the three stages of the funnel. What we do is we simply pick the best possible pages that we think have some potential to either rank higher in the short term with some backlinks, but also that are more linkable. So for us linkable, yes, that's mean. That means that the page should have some quotable kind of elements. It should be looking good. So like good images, good quality content that's informative, that's bringing some unique perspective. So essentially anything that we can use to frame a unique angle to our pitch to the people that we're sending the emails to, that's always helpful.
1: Yeah, that I guess that was what I was going to lead on to, that we create this great content, as you said, meeting that kind of criteria. And then we want to actually get those backlinks and it's wonderful to come up with a list of, oh, wouldn't it be great if these sites that are so relevant and relatable to our content could just link to these great pieces of content that we've created. But I'm sure it's not as easy as that of just, just hoping and, <laughs> and then it happening. Is it then very much a case of pitching? So getting in touch with these sites and how do you go about that? I guess, like in the best practice way?
0: So typically, yes, it's a matter of just pitching that said. There's a couple of things that you can do to improve the chances that your pitch will be accepted. Uh, Like for example, what you can do is to do a a pre-outreach. So before you even uh, create the content, uh, let's say you have an idea for a type of content, then you reach out to some journalists, some people, some bloggers to tell them that you're about to work and to create like this piece of content that you think might be interesting for them. So this is already a good conversation started. And it shows them that you like, don't just have interest in the link, but you also want to connect to get your opinion. Maybe you can ask them what they think about the content. You can send it to them before it goes live. So things like this to prepare the outreach. So by this point, you might already have like a couple of warm contacts, right? So once that's done, then you publish the content. So then you reach back out to these people to tell them, Hey, the content is live. I would love to know your, your opinion, and if you want to share feel free. So you don't even have to make the hard sell, the hard pitch to ask for a backlinks. Most of the times they will just link to it like normally or share it on social media, which is always good. So in the situation where you don't or where you can't do this pre-outreach, then it's simply a matter of pitching. And there's a couple of techniques that we can use. Most of it is copywriting. So you really need to be very good at the way that you write your emails. For us, what's working well is that the first email is simply just a conversation starter again. So you can simply be like, hey, so are you the right person for a question on your content? If not, can you point me to the right person? So then this gets them to at least reply. And then you can slowly and softly get your way in to eventually
1: pitch for the link. Yeah. In terms of from their perspective, it, realize now all the emails that I get all the time, like quite similar, where it's being asked. Usually, more I find I get asked, "Can I write an article to go on your blog?" And so that's all a backlink play, then, is it? If people get in touch to actually say, "Hey, would I be able to write an article that you would publish on your blog?" They're trying to get their article on your site because they will place a backlink to theirs. Is that typically what's going on with that process?
0: Yeah, so that's that's what's called guest posting, right? So people trying to get basically to write a guest article on your website so that they can include the link in there. So yeah, that's one of the most typical link building strategies. We don't do that because it takes more time, more effort. We'd notice that it's being used recently. And also the other thing is that you need to come up with a topic that the site needs to approve. So it's a way longer process as well. So for us, the thing that works best is just focus on promoting content that's worth promoting because it's really good quality content that makes sense That's telling a unique story and then simply pitch it as a link, like a linking insertion in existing pages, essentially. So we find pages where it would make sense for them to link to it because it's adding unique information, like new data or things like that. And they simply can tell us, yes, we can link to it or no, we are not interested
1: hey just a little break from this week's episode to let you know about becoming a content 10x insider if you want more content repurposing tips and advice then why not join hundreds of business owners marketers and content creators who get them delivered straight to their inbox once a week by subscribing to the content 10x newsletter as well as tips and advice you get industry updates inspiring stories exclusive content offers and more you can subscribe at content 10x.com forward slash newsletter and there's a link in the show notes too okay back to this week's episode yeah I thought when I think about it from my perspective when I get those emails asking about guest pitches I never say yes I don't to be honest you get that many and don't even reply because it's not research like we don't have guest posts on our blog so when you get in touch saying just have a look have you seen any instance of that no <laughs> but what I have responded to to be fair is where we might have had an article where I'm just going to make it up and say that maybe we reviewed audiogram software and we shared some statistics and then somebody really targeted gets in touch and says in this article, you mentioned these statistics and actually, would you mind just taking a look at this article we wrote? Cause it's got all the statistics and more that you mentioned and maybe you could link to it. And then to be fair, like there's been a few times. More than once, actually, where I have looked and thought, that's a good site, that's a good article. It would boost my audience's experience to have a link to that because it's so relevant and I have responded. Or more so, I guess, where it's actually the company themselves. So we've maybe said, and a great software to use for this would be Canva. So then you get an email from somebody representing Canva saying that we have recommended Dawson, would you mind actually using this link instead and mentioning this article and things like that. And again, I'm quite willing to be responsive to these things if I feel like they are directly relevant, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? We're protecting the value of our content and the experience of our audience. So the more relevant it is.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about the user experience. So the better you can make your content for your user, the better it's for everyone. So what we try to do is simply to pitch content that can make the other website's user experience better, essentially.
1: Yeah. So from the, like your, the other side, so we're trying to get the backlinks because we know that more links from authoritative and highly relevant sites is going to help us. For anybody who's a bit cynical and is just thinking, gosh, it sounds like a lot of work to be going and getting these links to the site. Does it really make that much difference? Do you have a good example of they went from A to B through a link building strategy?
0: Yeah. So in terms of case study for our own clients, I can mention a client of ours. Uh, With them, essentially, we noticed that the main pain point for them is that they had a ton of content that was ranking page two and lower, so they had like really like good quality content that was just like sitting there in page two, like on the verge of basically getting to page one. And so we noticed that the main reason for that was because it was lacking backlinks compared to the other pages that was on page one. So what we did is we simply did our whole process to select the best possible pages that had the most potential to rank higher. And so what happened is we were able to double the traffic in the first 90 days that they were working with us. So that's all essentially on backlinks, no content edits, no new content as well. The other thing is I always mention there's a case study by one of the SEO tools that I mentioned before, so Ahrefs, they did this research where they found how 91% of all of the content that gets published doesn't get any traffic from Google. And the number one reason that they figured that was is because the content didn't have any backlinks. So this is also something that kind of helped me in figure out what i wanted to do with the agency and why i decided to focus on just offering link building because i noticed that a lot of people focus on on content creation and content production more than they focus on the promotion efforts and obviously the promotion can be a lot of different things can be the links can be the repurposing like you guys do but for us specifically the companies that want to use seo as their main acquisition channel the links is one of the most important things that they could do especially if the competition is very strong.
1: In the example that you just provided, fairly big results after 90 days, um, how many pieces of content or web pages would you have been focusing on to get those backlinks to see results like that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. We typically focus in anywhere, like anywhere in between five to 15 pages per month for the client. So for that one client, I think we were somewhere in between five and 10 pages a month for the quarter. So around like 30 uh, 30 pages, something like that. The main thing is picking the pages uh, that have the most potential to rank higher. that are the most linkable at the same time. And that can also bring in more conversion for us. That's very important. We always try to promote and build links to pages that have some business potential because otherwise uh, there's no really point in the client doing the whole link building game, right? so at the end of the day, clients want to see more signups, more like conversions. So we always try to focus on pages that actually have some business potential besides just the SEO benefits of ranking higher and getting more traffic. More traffic without more conversion is not really good.
1: Yeah. That's something that we've been talking a lot about and doing some work on it at Content to exit with our own content and website around making sure that the highest traffic pages are high converting as well. Otherwise we've got like high traffic coming to low converting pages, which doesn't make any sense. And what can we do to turn our highest visited pages into a a page that converts? So it makes a lot of sense that you'd be like, you know, looking at the whole spectrum of if this works, what happens when people land on it? When with backlinks, so you mentioned earlier about links from social media. And so when you're creating content and then people are sharing it so linking to it on social media Uh, for example like the classic click to tweets in blog posts and things like that and you might be fortunate that hundreds of people click to tweet and then there's a hundred tweets that come back to that page does that make any difference or is it not quite the same when it's social media platforms
0: Yeah, So technically all social media links are classified as no follow. So they don't technically pass any SEO benefit. That said, there can still be very good as trust signal. So I think Google takes into account everything. And so things like social media shares, engagement, all of these things show to Google that the page, the site is actually being engaged with. It's been used and consumed by people. So I think those at the end still matter. Maybe not as much in terms of SEO benefits, but yeah, that's still very important.
1: Yeah. Increasing the trust. What about when, when you're invited to take part in other people's content? So you and I right now, you're taking part in this piece of content, 10X Podcast. When I did a podcast episode recently talking about repurposing guest appearances, and it was all about, if you are asked to guest on somebody's podcast somebody's live stream sit on a panel on a webinar or something like that look at how you can make the most of it so if you're going to say yes and give up your time then look at how you could turn it into other content ask if you can get a recording of it yourself things like that and it just suddenly dawned on me that would it be fair to say then that when you are asked these given these requests and you're weighing up whether it's worth your time if the person asking you has a highly relevant website and you probably have a traffic website, and it'd be really useful for you to get a link over. If you say yes with the condition, of course, I'd love to come on, but I just wanted to double check: is it going to be okay to get some links over to my site? Things like that. Is that a good? Is that a good way of viewing some of these requests and something that you should always make sure you don't miss the opportunity for?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. There's people that like all they do is podcast guesting as a link building strategy. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's very common. So at the end of the day, like most podcasts will have some kind of blog article with the episode link, and they typically link out to the main website, like the social media accounts. Typically that's, yeah, it's just what they normally do. So yeah, I think it's a very good and like genuine way of building backlinks. Because at the same time, you also build connections, you build your brand awareness as well. So it's like stacking multiple benefits at the same time.
1: And if you are really thinking that through and being quite strategic with it, is it a good idea to really think about that page that you ask them to link to? Because if you don't, if you don't control it, sometimes you'll look back and see, oh, they linked over to my services page or oh, they linked to my home page. Whereas if you'd be more strategic, would there be a particular page that you should build on your site that whenever you go on anyone's podcast or something, you say, could you link to this particular page?
0: Yeah. So that becomes slightly harder because typically your podcast Interview will go on a brand new page on their site. So yeah, you typically don't have control over this, but then you can still like basically take the opportunity. And while you're talking about the podcast, you can be like, I notice that you have a page on your site that's mentioning this. We have a good article that's talking about this. And at the same time, you will already have some connection, some report with them. So the chances of you getting the links are way higher. So yeah, it's definitely a good thing to do. It doesn't hurt. I would say to like, just put it in there
1: yeah i guess is that you could look at it from two angles couldn't you there's the link that you'll get referencing your contribution your time on the podcast or live stream or webinar or whatever it may be but then if you or a member of your team spent a little bit of time on their website you might find another piece of content and you might be able to say to them because there's a little bit of reciprocity if you're going to give up some time isn't there to say hey as well as just linking to us in the show notes we noticed that you wrote this article and we we would perfectly link with it in this paragraph when that kind of do it that way as well so you built the relationship it's it's really useful to know these things because i think it's easy to let opportunities like that pass you by and you don't know fully the benefits of just thinking this through a little bit more from a seo and link building perspective i know this is quite a big question and that there's too much detail i'm sure to go into in this podcast interview but from early stage view of somebody who doesn't have a link building strategy listening to this now and thinking oh wow i've been missing a trick here and we need to implement some kind of link building strategy what would you say would be a good step by step to to put something in place to start having that as a focus of when we create content we'll have a link building strategy aligned with it
0: so the first kind of tip is I would say, start building your domain authority, your domain rating. The best way to do that, especially for B2B companies, SaaS companies, like we work with, is there's a very good strategy, which is getting backlinks in listicles, so articles that are a list of different tools. So the first thing that you can do is just do research. You can use your competitors and you can put the website into some of these SEO tools that can show you the backlinks that they have. And if you only do that for the homepage and then you search for words like best or top inside the title, these tools will show you exactly these type of backlinks that your competitors have. So this will be a bunch of different lists, maybe the top 10 tools for this, for that, basically where your competitors are mentioned, but you're not. So the best thing that you can do is just reach out to these people and tell them, hey, I have this tool that is similar to these guys, but we do something that's very unique. We do something that's better, or we have this feature that those don't have. Can you include us inside the list? So all of those will be very good backlinks to the homepage, which is essentially a link to the whole site and can help increase the overall domain authority. So once you started building that up a little bit, then the other thing that you can do is see if you have some of these pages that are ranking maybe between page two and page five of Google. So they're just like, there on the verge of starting to get some traffic. See how the competition is for them. So you put the main keywords in Google and you see how many backlinks the top 10 ranking pages have, and chances are for some of these keywords, maybe they only have two to five backlinks on average for these pages. So that tells you that those are like good, not very competitive keywords that you're going to start working on slowly and try to acquire more backlinks.
1: Is it, would you say it's just something that you have to be quite committed to from patience and a longer play here, I guess. Like it's not like jumping into the world of paid social or something where you just start expecting to see measuring ROI really quickly. How patient do you need to be?
0: So yeah, for some keywords that are like very like low competition, you might see results in a couple of weeks. For some others, you might need to work at it for six to 12 months. So it goes all over the place. We typically recommend clients to stick with the link building plan for at least six to 12 months, especially if the site is quite new for some more established sites, they can see the result in like two, three months, as I said before. But yeah, we're probably talking about like more of the newbie kind of people. So I would say definitely try to commit for at least six months, and then you should slowly see things moving. Uh, cause the thing that I always talk about is what I call the content graveyard, right? So if you picture the content publishing schedule of a typical company, it looks like a linear staircase. So they publish two articles one month, two articles the next month, and it keeps going the same every month. The problem is the link building content promotion is more of an exponential scale. So it starts off very slow and then it will compound over time. So people typically tend to quit and get discouraged just on the verge of where maybe things would start to pick up eventually. So at the point they will just keep publishing content in the hope they will magically rank because they think that maybe quantity is more important, but then what happens is the content graver, so all the content that just sits there, page three and lower, and doesn't do anything for the business. So the best thing that you can do to try and escape this content graver situation is to constantly try to promote your best and your most important pages so that then they will slowly rank higher, but you need to be consistent at it. So
1: do people sometimes make the mistake of trying to promote too many pages, not just, you just set the best ones, but can people spend too much time trying to promote 50 when actually they should really just be focusing on five?
0: We typically recommend clients or people to focus on, yeah, between three to maybe five, maximum 10 pages per month, just because we've seen that that's the very high minimum, because for us, it takes about a week and a half to do one campaign from start. To where we send the emails, right? So if you think about it, the bandwidth is going to be limited for all types of company. So yeah, focus on just the best pages that have the ability to rank higher. So you assess the competition and you know that it's not very strong. You know that the page is linkable and you know that it has some business potential. And so you'll figure out that potentially this is only like maybe 20% of your like like total content ballpark, right? So then you can focus on that.
1: And when you've got this down and you're working on it and you're focusing and you've got the strategy in play, is there any major other things that need to run alongside it, that if you're not doing those as well, then you're only going to reap a small portion of the potential benefits, like something that's missed that really do that (laughs) alongside it.
0: Uh, So one thing that's very important is to always be, be on the lookout for content optimization things. So you can either optimize the on page of your articles, maybe every three, six months, based on what's currently ranking in the page one. The other thing is to always use internal backlinks throughout your own website to, to better distribute the link equity. Because if you build 10 backlinks to this page, and then you don't link out to any, to any other page on your site, those 10 backlinks remain stuck inside that one page. So if you link out to other relevant pages on your site, that helps to spread out the link juice and build the overall domain authority as well.
1: Yeah. I was just that there's something I was going to ask you about the internal linking, because I know we're all told that it's important and I don't, don't miss opportunities. So that's what the, the search engines look for then. That when you land on pages, there's valuable internal links is it's, it's Is it, I guess it's looking to see that this is a content rich site and relevant site with relevant content posting to each other. Is that the main thing really making that assessment based on does it have any other content about this topic?
0: Yeah. So having more content that's related and covering a related topic that helps build topical relevance on the website. So that's the number one point. But also the second thing is to improve the user experience, like we mentioned before, so the more. The easier it is for your audience to navigate your site and to dis- discover all the content that you have, the better it is for them. And Google kind of understands this.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess like when we're repurposing content and we already mentioned about it, it's good to get like links and things like that to the social media sites, but more from a trust perspective than the SEO benefits. And of course, try and ensure that we get backlinks from people we involve in our content. But. If we, for example, are taking something like blog posts and we're more syndicating than repurposing. So we're going to syndicate that blog post over to an industry site that we have the fortune of perhaps having contributor rights to and let's say put it on medium as well, and LinkedIn as an article. Are you doing much for backlinks and SEO by doing that? Or is it again, more the trust factor than the SEO backlink side of things?
0: So the way I see content syndication is more of a, yes, like a trust play, but also can be a conversion, a traffic play, because the idea is to publish the same content on website that maybe have more traffic than your site has. Maybe they have a slightly different audience that could be interested in your product or service as well. In terms of SEO benefit, that's not great because typically syndication articles use what's called a canonical link. So they say. This article was originally published on the original page. So this tells Google that the main source for that article is the page on your site. So yeah, the links don't matter as much, but I was, uh, it's still very valuable. The main thing is keep in mind to do it with sites where it makes sense. They have good traffic, good quality website, and not just any other site, because if you do it wrong, it can also be seen as duplicate content, which is something that you don't want.
1: Yeah. You don't want to get any Penalties for that or anything like that. That makes sense. Okay. Final question. People who have been really inspired by this conversation and are going to make the steps that you mentioned and start putting in a link building strategy into their content flywheel. What is the one biggest mistake that people should avoid?
0: Biggest mistake. So I would definitely say, yeah. Don't try a bunch of different tactics all at once because they will never work. So specific tactics, there's all sorts of different link building strategies, link building tactics, there's things like broken link building, there's link reclamation, but at the end of the day, like any single tactic will only work for a specific type of business. So my, my tip is try to figure out the one or maybe the two tactics that work specifically for you. Like for example, I mentioned listicles, maybe you have a tool that's still new. So it makes sense for you to spread the word out into articles that mention new tools. Maybe they have a section about like new tools that are worth mentioning or talking about. So yeah, try to figure out the one tactic that works for you, then try to scale that up as much as you can. And then once that's done, you can slowly start exploring other strategies.
1: Yeah. Focus until you see results and then, yeah, (laughs) perfect, perfect advice. Alan, thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. It's not a topic that we've really talked about much on the Content Senate podcast. So it's been really interesting and hopefully very insightful and inspiring for people who are not necessarily so aware of this practice. Where would you like people to go and connect with you and say hi?
0: Yeah, so you can connect with me on Twitter. That's where I'm most active at Alan G Gorilla, so you can find me there or otherwise I'm also on LinkedIn at Alan Silvestri or you can find us on our website, which is mygrowthgorilla.com.
1: Mygrowthgorilla.com. Cool. Okay. We'll put links to everything in the show notes, so you can just click on over from our show notes to to find Alan on Twitter, LinkedIn, and obviously go over to the business website as well. So Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome conversation. Really appreciate the time.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot, Amy, for having me. Yeah. It's been great.
1: so i hope you enjoyed that discussion and thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoy the content 10x podcast then why not hit that subscribe button on your podcast listening app of choice so that you can get updated when new episodes are released and i'd really really appreciate it if you could leave a review as well that really makes a difference for the podcast also please do get a copy of my book content 10x more content less time maximum results it is the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content. And it's available on Amazon, in Kindle and paperback, and also in audiobook as well. And you can head to content10x.com forward slash book to find all the other places that you can get a copy of my book. And if you would like us to do your content repurposing for you, then we offer a fully end-to-end done-for-you content repurposing service. This is for podcasters and video content creators. We have our podcast 10x, video 10x and also our specific LinkedIn 10x service helping you to become the leading authority in your industry on LinkedIn. You can find out so much more about our services on our website. And also please do give me a follow on the social media platforms. I share lots and lots of tips and advice on social media about content repurposing. I'm at content content10x on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you try content10x.com forward slash LinkedIn, you'll find my LinkedIn profile over there as well. All that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.